Can you tell me about the Autumn Winter 2010 collection? What were the ideas behind it? Um, well, initially it started as an idea. I've had the idea a while back, but I think it wasn't ready uh, to be realised. Um, and the idea was looking at portraiture, 18th century portraiture, and portraits that uh, Boucher did, or Natir did, or Fragonard did, um, and the woman they portrayed, what they used to wear, and the fact that they were really beautified um, through that. And it was, uh, I think, a way to also define um, their position in society, and I mean, they were court ladies. So um, I thought that was interesting, and I've always been inspired either by art or design or the craft itself or the artist or the process um, and dissect that. So I think it was an idea to take that, what they used to wear, and I do almost like a pastiche of different um, portraits of the time and do a collage of prints that would then um, be put on a 21st century woman. I wanted this season to do something a little bit more with the texture. I mean, it was the perfect season to um, work a lot with lace and with the frills and with the crystals and almost replicate that excess and that maximalism um, of that time. So, yeah, that was the thought around it. It was so much of a contrast to yes. what a lot of people did. Yes. Um, <laughs> it was, and it was really refreshing. I mean, it was, you know, beating a little bit to its own drum and removed from everything else and, you know, that more practicality and reinventing a woman's wardrobe and all that that's been going on. But I think they coincide really well, you know, even when um, in the early 90s, um, Helmut Lang was doing lux uh, minimalism and Prada was, you know, working with nylon and high-tech fabrics and all that. At the same time, if you flick through any Vogue, um, like 1992 Vogue or 1993, you'll see Versace, you'll see Lacroix, you'll see the excess as well. So I think when you're also a young designer, you have to make a statement and do what you feel you do best. And hopefully if it's good, it will appeal to a woman. I think the common ground between both minimalism and something that's quite excessive and ornate is that the woman wearing it has to have a really strong presence. So I think both um, appeal to a similar type or a stereotype of a woman, just a completely different woman uh, taste-wise. Oh, you studied the BA in textile design at St. Martin's? Yeah, I was doing uh, curtains and uh, uh, sofas and uh, wallpaper. I, I mean, initially it was textile design for interiors and I was dead set that this is it. Um, and then, you know, the best thing I designed then, I thought it was just a fantastic piece of design work, was this lampshade that all I did was uh, I had this silk satin print of magnified bacteria on salmon pink and green and I thought this is fantastic, everyone would want this in their house. Um, and that's how it started and then I saw that people who I did the BA with, who I really respected, were doing prints for fashion and I just thought what they do is much cooler than what I do and why am I not doing this? So I think that's what made it interesting for me when I first started doing um, a project in fashion, which was then at the end of my BA. I just thought, okay, I'm gonna do it in fashion, prints for fashion. I've never touched anything like that in my life, but I'm gonna make it work. And I remember I um, took some um, patterns from Peter Jones and I opened them up and I tried to understand them and I thought, God, there's so many seams and darts and why is this? Why is it not flat and seamed in? Um, and that allowed me to think about the print differently. Um, so yeah, it's a process um, and I, I hope I learn along the way. Was it when you were at St. Martin's doing textile design that you realised you wanted to go into fashion then or was it something you'd considered previously? I'd, I'd never considered fashion 
um, when I was younger, for sure. I was just doodling. I remember I was I was creative and I was artistic in a way that I was doing these stupid little doodles that was like a star that becomes a bicycle that becomes a plant that becomes anyway these strange linear motifs. And then I thought I'm going to go into architecture um, because I really liked the linear the linear element um, and the fact that it was very structured um, and I liked the logic behind it. I was all about everything had to be placed a certain way and have a certain logic or else I'd be very frustrated. So I thought architecture is the way and I went to Royal College of Design in America because I thought Providence, uh, Rhode Island is a very exotic place and I have to be there. It wasn't. <laughs> um, and I went there and I thought that's what I want to do and then strangely enough when I uh, took a transfer to Central St. Martins because I've always wanted to be uh, to go there, I thought, um, let me do a core, like a transfer in textile design without even having any indication that I want to really study even textiles. I mean, fashion was so far removed from anything, but even textiles, I just knew I liked working with color and surface design. And I went there, and then as I said, I did that um, last project um, in fashion with absolutely no clue. And then I applied to do my MA and I applied to Royal College and Central St. Martins because I wasn't sure if I want to do fashion or if I want to do interiors. Um, and I think, um, you know, when I decided I want to go to St. Martins and I remember I, I thought I really want to be under Louise Wilson's direction. As soon as I made that decision to go to Central St. Martins and do my MA there, it was clear that I was going to do prints for fashion one way or another. I didn't know in what shape or form, but you know, it is the closest thing you have to working in the fashion industry, that MA. So you are living and breathing fashion uh, there. So it does make you um, question yourself and question how you can be relevant and can, how can you do a print that is fashion, that is in sync with what's happening. And it's not just something you know you would put um, in any generic piece of furniture without making a statement. So I think it makes you think differently. And uh, I think. After I graduated, because um, I felt, you know, I had a lot of support from press and I knew some buyers were interested in the collection, that's when I consciously thought, um, I'm going to try this and I really want to do this. Um, I don't know if it had been on the back of my mind and I just never openly admitted it to myself, but it seemed like it happened gradually. I never plan too much ahead either. I always go one step. And you see, like, I, I, when I started doing fashion, I wanted to first understand a pattern to believe with. So it was baby, baby, tiny baby steps. Yeah. You got your new gen stand and you sold that season. Before you went onto the catwalk, in London certainly the focus seems to be on this sort of catwalk spectacle and then trying yeah. to translate that into a commercial reality. I think, you know, when we're saying I sold, it wasn't crazy orders, but for a non-show, it was. I had about 20 stockists, and it was stockists that, you know, I could never even dream of having. It was people like Colette being interested, and, you know, Browns in the UK, and just really um, great, uh, great, great um, boutiques. Um, but what that made me do is take the time and really build the infrastructure as quickly as I could to make sure that I can really um, cater and you know sell the product and make sure it gets there in time and it's done with a really good quality and I think what was great for me timing wise it was a time that London had already started um, being a place that attracted international press again and buyers uh, much more than previous um, times and that's because there are designers now that do things um, at a great level of finishing great quality um, and beautiful directional clothes and I think I was lucky in that sense that you know buyers were there to see it 
it and take note and then obviously it's good that they liked it but buyers were there um, and I think it allowed me um, to see it it's not that you saw it commercially commercially it's not about that uh, because there's always a different thing when you're having a show you know there's the fantasy of somebody being at the show and the feeling and the emotion that they get during the show that understand you won't get that but what it is is that they could see um, and appreciate these clothes as they were and that gives you great kind of um, not um, hope or support to really take it on even if it's very overwhelming at that time and really build it step by step so it did help me and I'm happy that I did my own sales and you know I've been in touch with the buyers because it's almost the first filter between yourself um, and the woman who wants to buy these dresses I mean that's what you're designing them for you want somebody to wear these um, so that um, that helps as well I think you do get direct feedback and I think when you're young and when you're starting out that becomes a little bit part of your formation I do feel that because you're still morphed you're being morphed as a designer so how people view you what people think you're doing how people think you're doing that really does have an influence on what you actually do and how you grow for me yeah it's a bit of a sort of hackneyed old question but <laughs> you're showing on a London schedule and it's really dominated by men. Yeah. And I was quite interested in how you were talking about taking these abstract elements and relating them to a body and always relating them to a mm. body. Um, do you think that's sort of, um, something that comes out of being a female designer, giving it a realism? I think it certainly has a certain relation, but I think most women's wear designers um, who have been successful um, have been successful also because what they design is the, what they wear, what they live and how they present themselves. That's not necessarily the case with me. I mean, I'm quite different. I'm like an outcast of that um, kind of section of woman designers um, because I don't wear print. Um, in fact, I'm a very harsh critic of print. Um, and it's not that I see it as an art because, again, I relate it always to the body. But first, I see it as an art or a product. Um, and then, when it's placed on the body, then I work on it on a completely different way. It changes completely on the body. Um, so I think that that has a huge role when you're designing like that, when you're designing on the body. And the same with designers who design on the stand and do the pleating and everything. It has to be related to the body directly. And what that means is that every print that I do has to be within a pattern. It has to feel perfectly. I remember when I was doing the perfumes, I had to take um, hugely into consideration a woman's body because when you're grading for production, every single size you go up. Um, okay, this is very technical, but anyway. Um, grades up this way but it doesn't take a lot in height so by the time I reached her size 14 my woman would be like she's in a fat vase rather than a beautiful perfume bottle so I think in that way um, I do think about the body a lot I mean I had to redesign every single perfume bottle um, per size and that production season was just complete hell because it's very difficult you don't have a fit size model for all the sizes so um, I do think I do that. I think, you know, uh, a designer, you know, any uh, designer who's, who's um, a man has a great sensitivity to a female body as well. That's why they are designers. So I don't think there's anything extra, but I think the type of design makes you really think about a female body. And because I'm so difficult with print, maybe 
uh, makes me think about it even more. Um, but it's never at the beginning stage. You know, I never have a muse that I think, okay, this collection will be for this woman. I always think image, I think, what does that say? How does that relate to a woman, if it does? Because the perfume bot bottle for me did relate to a woman because there, are, there have been perfume bottles sh shaped um, in a female form. So in that way, for me, it did um, at that time. But um, other than that, you know, it's always um, a thought that comes when you've done a print and you start morphing it onto a woman. Um, and, you know, you want, you want her to feel f that she's wearing something flattering and feel special. I think it's very important for it to relate um, to your woman. Yeah, I, I think it's quite interesting that you, you've sort of slightly denigrated what you do by saying kind of, <laughs> oh, I think any man that designs for women would think of that. And a lot of male designers don't necessarily think, I don't want to mention specific names, but a lot of male designers don't necessarily think if it's going to flatter a woman. Your clothes are always very, I think you, you look at it and you never really, there's never a dress that you think, oh, a woman could never wear that. There's always a realism to them. Well, I, I hope there is a realism. I mean, you know, the prints sometimes are really out there. You know, I remember um, Susan, who's um, um, a woman, but also a, a buyer um, from San Francisco who, you know, I, I work with. I remember the season where I did the perfumes. She came up to me. Well, she didn't come up to me. She actually just came up to the stand and she said out loud, who in the right mind is going to put a perfume bottle on them? Why would you ever want to do that? And I was sitting right there and I was thinking, should I go up to her? Should I say, you know, hello? Um, why do you say that? You know, what is it about the perfume that can't be on the woman? So I do think the idea is a little bit um, out there sometimes. Um, and it's not necessarily um, something that you can easily wear. Having said that, in every collection, um, you could take it away from what it is and see it as colour, as form, as flattering to the body. Um, it's not so obvious. I mean, it's not like you have a tiny little perfume there. It does become part of the garment. So for me, it has to be realistic in that sense, but without stopping you to have an out there idea in the context of print, of course, because it's not so out there. It was just a shift dress. But, you know, um, I think it's important to not limit yourself creatively, but it has to be a little bit in your mind that, you know, this is not to be hanging in a museum. This is something, or an art gallery, not a museum. <laughs> if this is something that you want a woman to wear and you want it to feel good on her. Um, and yeah, that's really important for me.